So a few points first. <coughs> first of all, we have to realize that sometimes a person, you know, looking at his clock, and he has a lot to do today, and sometimes he says, you know, it's time to get moving. So the first thing we have to realize, Chazal say, comes from the Arizal. Arizal says, an interesting thing, sometimes you have to understand, Chazal didn't always say the reason why they, do, why they told us to do what they told us to do. So sometimes you just have to take it for granted, and sometimes Arizal tells us the reasoning behind what Chazal say. Now it's never the complete reason, but it's part of the reason. And the Arizal says a very, he says an amazing thing, he says there are 365 lavim in the Torah, and every lav corresponds to a different day of the year. He says, Tishabov is Kenega the lav of the Yisra of eating Giranosha. He says, it's a, it's a very powerful thing if you think about it. What does it mean Tishabov is Kenega the lav of eating Giranosha? What's the lav to eat Giranosha? The reason why we're not allowed to eat Giranosha is because that's the place where the Malach, the Satan, was able to touch Yaakov Avinu, was able to have some sort of impact on Yaakov in a certain spot, whatever that means, we shouldn't discuss what that spot was, but he had an impact, he had a small impact. So therefore, we don't eat to get Anasheh. Why? Because if we're going to eat to get Anasheh, so we're somehow in that Nekuda where the Kayach the Satan, had Epes we're giving him some Kayach. If we eat it, that means we're connecting somehow to the Kayach and therefore we avoid it at all costs, we don't touch the Giranasha. Now Rizal says, he says, Tishabav is a day because for whatever reason, Hester Panim, whatever the reason is, the Satan was given a certain amount of Shlita on the world and that Shlita was Tishabav. When a person is, quote-unquote, productive on Tishabav, he's not producing for himself. He's producing for the Shlita, so to speak, of the Kayach This is what the Rizal says. We don't understand 100% what he says, but we're giving a little bit of a glimpse. person feels, listen, I have to do, I have to take care of this. A lot of Dabar Havid. It's true, there's a lot of things you have to do. But the Yitzhahar puts in your head a lot of things, a lot of productivity that you could do today. And you have to realize, when Chazal say, simen bracha, a person that's Isaac on Tishabav and other things, simen bracha, this is exactly what they're talking about. This is, person thinks he's producing for himself, you're producing for the Tzad that you don't want to produce. You're producing for the Chela Kara, so to speak, all the negativity that comes in the world is sourced from the Satan, from the Chela Kara. So again, we don't understand the concept, but just to put things in perspective, person realizes when he sits and he does nothing and he's unproductive, that's the most productivity a person can do is to be unproductive on Tishma. Now, of course, there's halachas, after chatzais, etc. But there's no rush. You don't have to rush and invest money in your enemy's business. That's not what we're rushing to do. And that's how a person, first of all, has to view. We're here to be Miss Abel on the Churm Beis HaMikdash. We're going to see we're here to be Miss Abel Avelos. What does the word Avelos mean? The Pesach says, Avelos means everything stops. There's nothing happening. That's what an Avel does. He stops. He's not pro- productive. Everything stops. On Tishabov, we're supposed to stop. That's the purpose. And the more we try to stop and not look, okay, let's take this, let's do this, let's do that. Person has to take care of the children, whatever you have to do. But realize what the objective is. Avelos, the, the biggest Hatzlacha you'll have long term is to be an Avel, is to do nothing is to not be matzliach today, that's your hatzlacha, that's the goal. The goal is to sit and not be, so to speak, physically productive, be spiritually productive, so to speak, by tuning in to the concept of Avelis, and we'll explain exactly, as Hashem, what the objective is. We see, in the Haftarah last week, and we learned yesterday, you see an amazing thing, that the, um, that, that the Navi says, the first thing when he introduces us, to the problem, to what we have to fix, Chazayin, Shabbos Chazayin, so the Navi says a very powerful thing. It says like this, Yeshaya, now really it's a Dover Naira, because Chazal say that Yeshaya is a Sefer of Nechamas. Yeshaya is considered a Sefer of Nechamas, but still, the first Haftarah of Yeshaya is what we learned yesterday, Chazayin Yeshaya, which is terrible, terrible, clawless, uh, but terrible, Peronius and Klaus, terrible Musser, so we see that even though Chazal understand that there's Nechamas that come out of it, the Nechamas come from a person internalizing the Teichacha. If you're able to not avoid it, so first of all, we have to realize we're not running anywhere. Second of all, the more a person internalizes the Teichacha and the Musr that we're supposed to be telling each ourselves, the more he'll see Nechamas, the more he'll see Hatzlacha. Chazal say, Kalamis Abel, Ayyushalayim, Zeichev, Reyeb, It's literal. A person that's not Ms. Abel, listen, he had a busy excuse. 
caught it, couldn't do it. He was uh, busy. Person has to realize you're not you're not helping anybody. You might have snuck out of it, but you're missing the point. The point is when you feel the avelos, that's where a person gets the nechama. Why? We'll explain. But that's the purpose. The purpose is number one, we're not going anywhere. Number two, to feel the avelos. And the navi says like this. Listen to what he says. He says yoda shor. Right in the beginning, yoda shor kaineu. Shor knows who his master is. The chamar evos bialov, and the chamar knows. What the source of his parnasa is, Yisrael Oyoda Ami Loi Hispoina. Now, but he says, very, very important statement he's making over here. Yisrael Oyoda, Klai Yisrael doesn't know, Ami Loi Hispoina. They didn't think a person can go through a Shoshana and not think. He could do it. Shaifer, everything. You don't have to think. Yim Kippur, a little bit here and there, but again, you can do it. You can fast. You don't have to think. Hanukkah, a person doesn't have to think. A person goes through his whole year without thinking. There's one day a year that you have to think. And that is Tisha B'Av. A person doesn't think. He, right, he sat, he did it. He missed the Avelos. He missed the objective of the day. And today, we live in a world that you never think. You never have to think. Everything's thought by computer. All you have to do is put in the information and everything's figured out. They're taking away the ability that we have to simply think. Don't do. Just think. Ami. They didn't think. When a person thinks and he runs and he runs and he runs, eventually he runs his car off the cliff. You have to re- stop and think. And Tisha B'Av is a day to be misspoinan. Where are we? Who are we? Where are we coming from? What's Hatzlacha? What's real Hatzlacha? Who am I looking up to? Who am I looking down to? These are all hispoinanos. These are all things that we are supposed to think. And when a big Miller's Hatzal used to say that a person... A matzliachtik, a person, is a person that thinks. A person that goes through life doesn't just run. You think, stop and think. Think about something. Don't look at anything else. Just think. You have a head. The Hashem gave you a head. Use your head. Stop and think. What we're going to do today, we're going to use tools. But it's you and the Rabbi Nishal. Nobody else is going to know if you thought or not. If you stop for a minute, that's when we close the lights. Maybe some lights are still on. But a person needs to think a little bit. Think. Be misabe a little bit. A person could... Cry, even if it's only even if nobody else can see it. Person thinks that is the objective of a day. To waste a day is a shud. Tisha B'Av is such a powerful day. Don't waste it. Think. Realize what we're doing. We're doing a very powerful thing. We're Abel, so to speak. That's the second point. Realize that you have to think. And the third point, the Chavitz Chaim, said over last night, Chavitz Chaim, says a very powerful thing. He says like this. He says, let's say somebody smacks somebody three times. Smacks him three times. He's very upset him. He smacked me. So he gives him $300. $100 for every smack that he gave him. Chavetz Chaim says, is it, the person going to be Michael? Possible. Depends how much. Depends how high the inflation is. Depends how much he's desperate for money. It's possible. Hold me Michael. So Chavetz Chaim, let's say he gives him $10,000 for every smack. He gives him $30,000. Think he'll be Michael him? Yeah. Mistaver, Mistaver, everybody with the Meichel, $30,000, everybody with the Meichel. Let's say he gives him $100,000 per smack. What do you think his response is going to be? The Chavetz Chaim says, he's going to say, please, give me another smack. You know, $100,000 smack. It's Kedai. Let's say he gives him a million dollars per smack. Let's say he gives him a million dollars per smack. What's the guy going to do? He's going to get down on his hands and knees and plead with him, please, do me a favor, give me more smacks, I need the money, I could use it. When the Rabbi Nishlam gives a person tsar, he thinks, he says it's going to come a day that a person's going to realize what the tachlis of all the smacks were, so to speak, what the tachlis of the tsar was. Every person has a certain amount of tsar that he has to suffer in this world. Every person has a certain amount of tsar. You have to realize that when the Chazal gave us an opportunity to be misabel, it's not kishmak to sit on the floor and be misabel, but it's an opportunity to be mitzdar. You're being mitzdar over the churm base hamikdash. A person has to realize you're fulfilling, so to speak. Number one, you're taking off other tzar. A person doesn't utilize his opportunity. The Ben has to send him tzar in other areas. You have to realize now the Ben is giving you an opportunity to be mitzdar. Utilize the opportunity. Realize what you have on your hands. You have an opportunity to be mitzdar. Number one. And number two, to get the endless schar that a person has 
when he's mitzayir over the churm base hamikdash. So number one, he's being yait to other tsar. The rachmanu l'slan. We we rachmanu l'slan deserve chazal shalom. The bnei should never send us tsar. When a person is mitzayir, rachmanu l'slan, a person in the hospital, you much rather be sitting on the floor being misabel tishabov than sitting in a hospital bed. Shteitzach. Person has to realize the Rebbeinu gave us an opportunity to be mitzayir. If we utilize the opportunity, Pez Hashem will be a tremendous chos for us. So number one, we have to keep in mind we're not running anywhere. Doesn't mean we'll be here all day, but we're not running anywhere. That's not the objective. Number two, realize that we're, it's a time to think. It's a time to reflect. It's time to realize what we're holding. You can be kaina, endless, kenyanim. And number three, the, the igishmak, the pain that a person experiences. Well, Be'ez HaShem give a person endless, hatzlacha in every area in life. Utilize the opportunity. Think a little bit. Kvetch a little bit. There's nothing wrong with it. This is the time. Pasuk says, Ace Sifaid, the Ace Rekaid. If you cry when you're supposed to cry, you'll dance when you're supposed to dance. If you utilize Ace Sifaid, now is the Ace Sifaid. If we cash in on it, Pez Hashem, the Ben Hashem will give us an Ace Rekaid for Agan Siyar. Pez Hashem. So we're going to start with the first two kinos, Vav and Zion. And again, there's no rush. Say it slow. We're not saying all the kinos. Still, look to, don't look towards the end. But Bez Hashem, we're going to say it very slow. Take your time. The first kinos discusses, well, the first word defines what the purpose of the kinos is. Shavas. We stop. Everything stops. We stop and we sit and we're misbeining about what happened on the Churim Beis Hamikdash and go through it. Hopefully you have some sort of English translation because it's written in poet poetry. It's very hard to translate if you don't have some sort of translation. <coughs> the first one discusses simply the Churbin and the Golas going out to Golas. Talking about the first place of Mikdash. First place of Mikdash, they went out to Bavel. We usually focus many times on the second place of Mikdash because that's the Golas that we're in. We'll see about that. But the first Kina is on the first place of Mikdash and we talk about Akalai Yisrael. were thrown out of Eretz Yisrael and Achmol Tzlan, they went into Bavel. And really, that's the first Kina. And the second Kina discusses the concept of Eicha. Eicha is a very important concept. Eicha means... We never saw what it meant to be in Yerushalayim. Imagine if they walk in to the, to the, to the government, to the White House, take everybody, throw them all out, and they send them all into shambles, mamish, into jail. Everybody, the whole government, all the grace of Canuckers, everybody into shambles. Everybody into chains, into sham garnished. That's nothing compared to what Klai saw was. They were on the peak of the world. They were on the top. Everybody was busy with what's going on in Klai Yisrael, and they came... One day, and everything was over. Eicha! How did such a thing happen? That's how a person has to think. How did such a thing? You know, we can't think like that, because you never experienced it. So we're used to it. Yeah, this is normal, and if we're Zeicha, to mamish, put a person in the government, that's mamish. Hatzlacha We have to realize, it's, we're, we're sitting, Rachman al-Sain and Galas, this is now where we belong. That's the second kina Eicha. Now, the second kina, interesting, besides saying Eicha, the second kina discusses, <coughs> that the Rabbi Shalalam, even though he promised us tremendous bracha, we're going to bring all the bracha. Everyone brings a different bracha that the Rabbi Shalom promised us. And we see, we didn't get it. Eicha, how did such a thing happen? Every single uh, piece in the second kina discusses it. So number one, the first kina discusses going out from Eretz Israel, And the second kina discusses what we would have expected, what Klaisel should have gotten. Number one, because of the promise of the Rabbi Shalom. Number two, because of we, what our matzav was, we were holding, we were in the base of Mikdash, we were in the peak of the world, and Achman al-Slan, the Benisham took us and threw us down, and that's how we're being misabalon. And again, we have to remember the Avelis itself is what brings the Yeshua. So these are the first two kinos. Number one, on the Chorbin. Number two, on the concept of the peak of Kla Yisrael going down from peak, Achman al-Slan, all the way to the floor. Shavasurman. Uh, first of all, there's no Indian. You don't have to say it with the Tzibur. You say it slowly. If you're still uh, continuing, continue. Again, it's all about Ami uh, Lai So we're gonna, now we're going to say the next two Ches and Tes. Uh, it's interesting. If you noticed, at the end of the first one, we had a Tefillah to the Rabbeinu Shalom to bring Peranus on the Goyim. That's also a very important concept that we have to keep in mind. When a person is misabel. Mis- like just like a person, his child gets hurt. 
and he sees that his child is crying. So the more powerful his child is upset, the more his child is disappointed, the more he's angry at the person that caused the pain. The child is fine, he calmed down, so the father's a little bit more calm. When a person is in Tishabov, your mayor, their banisham, so to speak, to get angry, so to speak, at the people that are causing the tsar. So a person should realize that part of the Avelos is to bring tremendous Yeshuas because they're by your mayor, their banisham, so to speak, or misabel on the pain that we're in. The banisham Bez Hashem brings the smaller gulas and Bez Hashem the bigger gula. So Kina Ches is a Hisairus person that's not so simple to be able to be misayinin, to be miskainin, not so easy. So that, the point of Kina Ches is we're, tell, we're talking to ourselves, which is actually a powerful thing that a person should do a whole year, not when anyone's around, but a person talks to himself, you can have a huge impact when you say things to yourself. You tell yourself all the things that, today we'll talk about what you can tell it to yourself today. Maybe the rest of the day we'll talk about what you tell yourself in other areas. You tell yourself today, realize what I'm doing here, what's going on, where am I, where should I be, what happened to me, that's the objective of Kineches. You're talking, so to speak, to your nefesh. You're talking to yourself, and you're saying what you're going to do. And that is a tremendous desirous, if you think about what you're saying, it's a tremendous desirous for a person to be able to realize what the objective is. So that's Ayishches. Kineches is to tell yourself how, what, the, what the purpose of the Kines is, what we're being misabalon. Kinetes is similar to what we had in, in Kina Zion, and that is a comparison to what should have been, so to speak, the brachas that the Rebbein Hashem gave us, all the brachas that are in Parshas, and what do we experience instead of it. And again, the objective is just for the inside. The objective is not comparing brachas to clause. The objective is what you're thinking inside. Realize what we could have had and what we don't have. That's how he's test. Again, the comparison, many times, Pasek says, Yisrael ha'ar min When you look, when you compare what should have been to what is, you're able to relate and realize the situation that we're in. So when a person compares the bracha that we should be receiving in Rechman al-Tzlan, the klala, the Rechman al-Tzlan we received, that also is a way of being ma'ir. So basically, kina ches and kina tes is to be ma'ir, a person to utilize the opportunity that the Ben gave you, that Chazal gave you, to be able to realize what you're doing, to be able to realize what the objective is, kinaches, talk to yourself, kinates, compare what could have been to what we have, and when you do those two things, Bez Hashem, it should be as Ayurus, we should be Zeichot to be Mesabel on the base of Mikdash properly. Adel. So Yud and Yud Aleph, is a, li- a little bit of a different perspective, uh, <coughs> is to realize the importance. Till now we're talking about the Beis HaMikdash, Chorben Beis HaMikdash, but now there's a component of Klai Yisrael. Where does Klai Yisrael fit into that? Yud discusses the Chav Dalet Mishmaris Kahuna, that used to have the representation that Klai Yisrael had in the Beis HaMikdash. And Yud Aleph is talking about the Misa of Yeshiyahu, also a representative of Klai Yisrael. And that's really the message of these two, and it's something very important to keep in mind. The person thinks, let's say I miss it, let's say this year, I overslept, I didn't make it for Tisha B'Av, this is what it is. The person has to realize that every individual is the picture in your mind that you have the Gans, Gans Pamalya Shamala with their Rabbi Shalom, and all the lights, well maybe on Tisha B'Av there's no lights, but everybody's focused on you. That's who we're focused on. Are you going to be Miss Abel? Or are you just going to look at yourself as one of the members in the crowd and let somebody else do it? The way the Rabbi Shalom relates to every individual, like I mentioned many times, is like a Ben Yachid. Every member of Klai Yisrael is a Ben Yachid to the Rabbi Shalom, and he's waiting for you to be Misabel on Yerushalayim. And that's the message of these two, this Chavdal Mishmaris. But the message is, where Klai Yisrael fits in. And a person has to realize this is my opportunity. The Ovis are not here anymore. Moshe Rabbeinu is not here anymore. All the previous generations are not here anymore. We are here. And if we're not going to be Misabel, there's nobody else that's going to be Misabel. I am the one 
that represents the Avelis of Klai Yisrael. Yeah, you look around, you see a bunch of people around you. It's not like that. It's every individual. Every individual is the representative of Klai Yisrael. Every individual, the Rebbein Shalom waits for his Avelis on the Chorben. So that's these next two, Yud and Yud Aleph. Uh, Yud and Yud Aleph. We're discussing, number one, the way we used to have the Mishmaris and the Beis HaMikdash. There were Mishmaris of Kahuna. Every, the Mishmaris switched off. Akayan didn't just go a whole year. To the Beis HaMikdash, there were representatives. Every was broken up into different groups besides on Yom Tev. And on and Yud Aleph, we discuss Yeshio. Yeshio, you think Rachman Tzlan is a Tzarein Yisrael, a Yid. He's going home from walking with his child. Rachman an Arab, comes and kills him. That was, it was, that was a, a, a glimpse of what happened to Yeshio. Yeshio was the king of Klai Yisrael, the Tzaddik of Klai Yisrael. And all of a sudden, in the middle of a battle, he was killed. And nobody was able to understand that he was killed in a terrible way. And that's how we're missing on. Why was he killed? Because of an Avera. That's how we always have to look at it. But the point is the Avelos. Realize what we had. Realize who we are. Realize how we represent. And that's the objective of the Avelos to be misabel on the godless of Claudius, so, so to speak, that we lost our godless. And the only one that could do that, Avelis, is us. When we do it properly, we miss Abel simply on our own godless, the Rahman al-Islam we lost with the Chorb Meis HaMikdash. Eicha Move on to Tez Zion and Yud Zion. And that's a very important concept, especially today. We're discussing in Tezayim, we talk about what happened when Titus came into the base of Mikdash. And we have to realize, first of all, what it was. And it wasn't like today that we all wished the guy would come in. In those days, a guy was a pchoserch. Looked at a guy like a cockroach. That's what a guy was. And when a guy walked in, it was a bazayan, especially to the base of Mikdash. How did Titus have a right to go into? Who gave him the right? Mechatesi, everyone died. We're going to see, we talk about it in the uh, in Kina. How the Kayan Gadel in the second, the second base of Mikdash, Titus the second base of Mikdash, Kayanim Gadelim every year would drop dead when they walked into the Kaidish Gadashim and Titus walks in and he came out alive. He did terrible things in the base of Mikdash. He came out alive. Why? How did such a thing happen? So it mentions briefly in the Kina how it happened, but the reason why it happened is because of us. We destroyed, so to speak, the base of Mikdash, before Titus came in. The Nefeshachayim brings from Chazal. That Titus was only able to come in after Klai Yisrael did the Averis. So now the base of Mikdash was an empty shell, so to speak. And Titus was able to walk in. And that's how it works today also. You think a guy has an ability to hurt a Yid, Rahman al-Islan. It's when a Yid does something wrong and he lets the guy in. The biggest, we mentioned many times, the Mariel Diskin says, what's going to be the Kaveya? Which Yidin are going to be Zaycha to go Beza Hashem for the Gulish And which Yid won't? Zaktamar al Diskin, the Yid, that is separate from the guy, he will go. And Rahman al a Yid, that Rahman al is too famished with the guy, he might get stuck. Chas Shalom with the guy. Person has to realize you're a Yid, and you impact the guy. The guy doesn't impact you. When a Yid acts improperly, that's what happens outside. When there's a Muhammad, when this happens, when that happens, it's all because of the Yid. Person has to Mechazak himself and realize. We are the ones that call the shots in what goes on in the world. And therefore, in this kina, we're talking about how Titus was able to go in, which was a terrible bizayin. And the reason why he was able to go in was because of our Averis. And again, that's part of the uh, Averis of Tishabov is to realize that Averis make an impact. And when a person is misabel on those Averis, Be'ez HaShem were Zaycha to have a kapara on the Averis that caused the Chorim Be'ez HaMikdash. Be'ez HaShem will be Zaycha to and Yud Zion is a similar concept, but it talks about Rahman al-Islan, the Rav, the terrible famine that happened at the time of the Beis HaMikdash, which is also what brings a person Parnosa, what gives a person Parnosa is his connection to Ruchnius. It's not his job. It's his connection to Ruchnius. When Klaus or Rahman al-Islan were disconnected from Ruchnius, they lost their source of Parnosa, and there was a famine. When a person is Misabel on the Beis HaMikdash, when a person does Avedis Hashem, the way the Rabbani Shalom sent, wants him to do it, he's Zaychet to Parnasa. And in Yudzayin, we're being Mekainen, the terrible Rachman al Rav, children were dying, Rachman al in the streets. Why? Not because of the siege, not because the food was cut off, 
but because of the Averis. And that's what we're missing on. So again, the message of these two kinnas is to realize what brings you Parnos. And when you're Mechazik, when you do mitzvahs, when you're Mechazik in Avedis Hashem, when you're Mechazik in Avedis Yisrael, you get Parnosa, you keep the Goyim out. When Achman al-Tzlan, a person thinks he's going to do something, like a Hagen, act like a guy, and think he's going to make more Parnosa, or be more Matzliach, the opposite is true. That's our being the Sabbath. When we did not separate ourselves enough from the Goyim, the Goyim were able to infiltrate, and Achman al-Tzlan, we had these terrible Ravs, these terrible Mises, the Achman al-Tzlan we had, and in the Schos of the Avelis of realizing who Klai Yisrael is, and who a guy is, and what the source of our Parnasi is, that Avelos will Be'ezer Hashem help to send the Rabbi, give the Rabbi Shalom the, uh, the, the instigate, so to speak, to send us out, Be'ezer Hashem, from this Golos and this Chos of the Avelos of realizing the Madrega of Kala Yisrael. So, We're going to move now to Yotas, and there's a very, very powerful kina. We're going to say Yotas, and then we're going to go to Chaf Aleph. Two very, very important kinas. Not only for Tisha, but really something a person should say a whole year. But the number one Yotas is the foundation of a person's attitude in life is in kina Yotas. How a person views, the, everyone has something that they're, that they're bothered by. Everybody has something that's bothering them. With health, with Parnassah, with children. Everyone has something that's bothering them. And one person gets pulled down from a situation, and one person doesn't. And a person has to realize, and Mailach said last night, he said over, that there's an elder year, I forgot it, I forgot his last name. He said over, he said that there was a woman that went through the Holocaust, she suffered terrible tzara. Because of what she suffered, she wasn't able to have children. So she came, I think it was in Antwerp, and she was able to have children. She lived there for many years. She went through the Holocaust, and now she doesn't have children. So she used to make a parnasa. She used to sell uh, things, food for Shabbos, chalent, kogel, whatever it was. And when she was in the middle of selling, her house had a fire, and everything was burned. So they didn't know what to do. They're going to tell her, look, they're going to tell her, uh, now there's another thing. Not only does she not have children, not only... Did she suffer from the Holocaust, but now she lost her house? So first of all, everybody's problems all of a sudden are minimized a little bit when you hear Ahmad San, what this woman went through. But that's not the objective. The objective is to look how an Adam Goldo looks at it. So they went to Mordechai Pragamansky, Zatzal. If you learned in Tals, you heard of him? If you didn't learn in Tals, you might not have heard of him. Mordechai Pragamansky was a great tzaddik. He was actually buried in Bnei Brak. Great tzaddik. They have few, few very chash of memories they have for him. He was a great tzaddik. Live the time of the war. Goin, Mamisha, Grace Agoin, a very young man. Grace Agoin. So he's told him like this. He thought for a few minutes and he told him like this. He said, Tell this woman when you're two blocks away from her house, before you go to her house, stop her on the way home and tell her what happened. And tell her that Ramodche said that if you're going to come to your house and you're not going to even kvetch, you're going to be Makabel to Rabbi Shalom's Din Miyava, Amavtiach you, that you'll be Zeicha to Zerashakayama. So he said, Tell her. So this Yid, his name was Mordechai, I think, he told Ramailach, he said, you know how I know the story? Because this woman was my mother. She had Takachava. She went two, two, day, two blocks away. The uh, woman there walking with her told her what happened. And they told her that the Tzadik, Ramordechai Pagamansi the Goyin, said, if you're Mekabal Me'ava, Be'ez HaShem, you'll be Zeichet She came and she saw and she said, Sadiku Hashem. She was Mikal Miyava. She first had a girl that year. The next year, she had another girl. And the next year, she had me. The Sermodcha was saying, I'm the third child from this, man, from this woman. person has to realize, yes, we struggle. And yes, when we look at other people, it definitely looks like, at least we think so, that we're struggling more than anybody else. Lecha Hashem Atzdaka. If a person is able to say, Rebbeinu Shalom HaMikabalit Miyava. Be'ezah Hashem, he'll also be Zeicha Tezer Shekayama, whatever that means in every person's situation. The biggest chos that a person can have is when the Rebbe gives him a clap, a nacha clap, and he doesn't fall, and he doesn't plot, and that is Kina Yutes. The purpose of Kina Yutes is, first of all, to magnify 
the chesed that the Rebbe Hashem does, which is also very important. person only focuses on the negative things that he has. It's very difficult to say l'cha Hashem atzlaka. To say l'cha Hashem atzlaka is to say, is your heart working? You want to walk to the hospital now and see how many people are there because their heart is not working properly. You want to walk to the hospital now and see how many people are there that their kidneys are not working properly. So many things could go wrong. Vigdemil used to tell people you want to have, you want to be besimcha. And if you can do it on Tisha B'av, you have to be besimcha. He said, you walk into the hospital and you look down the list. He used to stand outside the hospital and go down. This Baruch Hashem not, this Baruch Hashem not. Person fills out a form when he goes to a doctor. And you say no, no, no for many things, yeah? Say thank the Rabbi Nishlam. L'cha Hashem Atzdaka. That is the objective of Kina Yotas. Just stop and think about L'cha Hashem Atzdaka. How much chesed the Rabbi Nishlam does. V'lonu Paishis Habhanim. What we did wrong. And the Rabbi whatever the Rabbi gives us is a mashu of what a person deserves. And the biggest chos that a person can have that the Rabbi should stop clapping, so to speak, is to accept and say, L'cha Hashem Atzdaka. V'lonu Paishis Habhanim. And that's what we're saying in your test again. Slowly, there's no rush. Slowly think about the tzedakahs that the Rebbe does for us. We give examples. We can think of your own examples. A person does averis. Now again, the whole year, we try not to think about our averis. It's for Yushana, Yom Kippur. It's not a good thing. But Tisha B'Av is as man to think a little bit where we're holding that's part of the Avelos. That helps a person be motivated and go weiter. And that's L'cha Hashem that's your test. And Chafalif, similar, but Chafalif talks about the Arzeh Halavonain, the Asar Arugay Malchus. The person's able to cry a little bit inside over the terrible Tsara of the Asar Arugay Malchus. And we're Chachamim, who we quote, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Chinin These are our Moire Hataya. And it's actually interesting. We discussed last week in the Shir the way the Kina puts it down is not the way it happened. The Kina puts it down as if. And went in order, and they called one after the other. That's not how it happened. There were many, many years between the, kini, the killing of a different Asar Rugamalchus. The first two were together. Rabbi Akiva was many years later. They had no shaykhs with each other. The reason why it's put together is to be Ma'iras, to cry, and to be Misabel. That's what brings the Gulo and the, the Asar Rugamalchus. The Arizal writes, there was a very important reason that Asar Rugamalchus had to come. He said it has something to do with Yasef HaTzadik. Yasef HaTzadik did a shtikl chat. He was a Mazana, but he did a little bit of a chet, and that corresponds to Asarugay Malchus. We have to realize all of history is connected to itself. When we are Misabel on Asarugay Malchus, we bring a tikkun on the tikkunim that we're missing. The reason why we're still here is not because the Rabbanisham has nothing better to do. The reason why we're still here is because there's still tikkunim that have to be made. We don't understand what these tikkunim are, but there's tikkunim that have to be made, and when a person sits, and cries that the Satan was able to be shaylet on the Asaruge Malchus, your mashpil the Satan, your mashpil the Kaya and you bring the Gula. So your test again is the objective of how we view life. And then we skip to Chafalith that talks about a little bit, a little bit of a taste of the Asaruge Malchus to stop for a second and realize the Khurban that took place, to cry a little bit over it. That's the objective. Again, the Avelis on Tishabov includes all of the Avelis that we have a whole year, everything that everybody kvetches, that we say not to kvetch, today, not to kvetch, but today is the time to be misabal. The rest of the year is Eisrikhaid. Now is the time of Eisrikhaid. Person stops and thinks a little bit about the Tzoya. Be'ezah Hashem will be Zeicha to a tremendous Yeshua. So we're going to move now to Chav Gimel. It's very important to keep in mind the kinos is a time that a person could uh, sear into himself certain concepts that he wants to have a whole year. It's his man of Avelis, and a person opens up his emotions, which throughout the year people's hearts are sometimes closed. On Tisha a person is able to make a little crack. You can make a huge impact, what the rest of the year could take years and years and years to try to accomplish when a person's heart is open. When you internalize, which is really the objective, we jump from thing to thing, but the purpose to give inside of you. When you misabel, when you let these concepts come into you, they stay in. When it's when your heart's closed, it's hard to get things inside. When your heart's open, there's an opening in there. Things could creep in and it could stay. Chav Gimel talks about the daughter and the son of Abishmol Kaingal. Now really, 
What's the what's irrelevant? I mean, it's a tzara. What's irrelevant for us? And really, it sounds like it's irrelevant. It's a short kina. But the point is to realize what beauty is. Today, we have a certain objective, a certain view of what beauty is. Beauty is a Tesla. That's beautiful. People have different hasagas. Nice house. That's a beauty. People have different hasaga of what beauty is. And Mashiach comes. We're going to realize what beauty is. How that's oilam hafachri. You see, beauty is not what's considered cool and what's considered nice. Is not. It's really busyness and bushes and chayrpes. That person needs it. He needs it. But realize real beauty is now to us. Victor Miller talks about it all the time. He says a person thinks that the Eitzahara creates a picture that an Adam Godel is a cheat. He's out to try to get you. And these nice smiley guys that don't do Avedis Hashem, they're really the big. They're your friends. They're trying to help you. Victor Miller has at least talking about 30, 40 years ago about this. Today we see it b'chush. But he said this 30, 40 years ago. The point of Kina of Gimel is to explain the beauty. That Klai Yisrael had. They saw the beauty. The children of the Kain Gadol didn't look like some loser in the street. They were beautiful. They looked beautiful. And the Gayim Chapdad, that was the beauty that we lost. And that's what this story is. They took them, they captured them, they tried to get to marry each other. But the point is to appreciate what's really beautiful, what's really important. Again, the heart is open. Let it creep in when you're Misabel on the beauty that we lost. In the base Hamikdash, how such a thing happened with two beautiful children of the Gain Gadel. The beauty of Kla Yisrael, again, it creeps in to try to give you an impact, to try to give you a little bit of a glimpse of what real beauty is. That's Chav Gimel. And then we're going to move to Chav Hay. Chav Hay is also very, very important. It moves away from the base Hamikdash. It talks about the Chorben of different cities in Kla Yisrael, different Kehilis in Kla Yisrael over the generations. And the objective is to realize that every single tzara that a person has is directly related to the Chorm It's not indirectly, it's directly. And every tzara that a person experiences is because of the Chorm Beis HaMikdash. And where we're misabel on the Chorm Beis HaMikdash, it gives us a reprieve from all the tzaras that the, the Rahman Sam we experience. So maybe Goyel, everything that happens in this world is a Direct result of the Chorim Beis Hamikdash. Shall we describe the Tsaris that happened in those Kehilis? Now, again, we didn't experience those Kehilis. They wrote it Kinnis in Rachmanitz on the Holocaust, which is maybe something we could relate to. But again, we don't add to what, at least here, we don't add. Person wants to say it on his own, he can say it on his own. But the point is, the objective over here, we're here to try to get the feeling. Picture the Tsaira. It was huge Kehilis, massive Kehilis. And they describe what happened. Achmolzan, they came and they killed them all out. And it was all directly related to the Chorim Beis Hamikdash. And if we take a moment to think about Al Beis Yisrael, that's why we suffer. What we suffer, it's all to be misakin, that we should be zaycha to the Spitz Geula, the Bayez Shlish, is going to be complete. It's not going to be any more Golas anymore. So we have to experience Achmolzan, all these Tsaris, to make us Roy, to be zaycha Bekarev. To the Bayes Hashlishim, when we cry over it and when we start over it, we fulfill, so to speak, in a little sense, a little bit. The Tsar, the Rahman al we have to be misakin. That's Chafhei. To realize that every Tsar that a person has is because of the Chorim Beis Hamikdash, and we cry over these Tsars, and Beza Hashem, and that's Chos. The Rebbe will send us small gulas and big gulas. So we're saying Chav Gimel, which talks about the beauty of Kla Yisrael, and Chafhei, which talks about the Rahman al the Chorbanis. Of the various kihilas and klai so. That's Navi. So we do now chavav. Do chavav and chav ches. So chavav reminds us that we have others. Person thinks Avimitzak Yaakov are uh, far, far removed from us. Have nothing to do with us. We're 2022. Mitzak Yaakov are. For the cell phone days, they have no, they can't relate to us, Achman al And the truth is, it's true. If we don't relate to them, they can't relate to us. But when a person realizes that when there's a tsara, the others cry over our tsaras, and we're able to envision, which is really the message of Chavav, that Yermiyah went and he was Meir the Avis, to daven for the Chumbes Hamikdash and the Avis, daven for us too now. As long as a per, we mention every day in daven, if we look back, and we realize that those are our foundations, that's the 
that's the pillars that supports a person in life to remember that we have avis and we have schus avis and the Rabbani Shalom remembers our schus avis and they daven for us and they're mitzdair when we're in pain. You think you're in pain, you're the only one that's experiencing the pain. Your avis, the avis, experience the pain. Not only the avis, have mitzvah yakiv, all the avis, all the zayd is daven. But Akaponim, we're focusing on the avis in chavav. And then in Chavches, also a similar concept, but we talk about the Shechina. The Shechina has tremendous pain, and that's why the Rabbi Shalom gives us uh, children and friends and Chaveirim to be able to taste what it means to have Ava. A person understands that when his child is in pain, it hurts him. The Rabbi Shalom's pain is, so to speak, a lot more than you ever dream about being in pain over your children. If the Rabbi Shalom put you in the situation that you're in, he's in more pain than you are, and obviously, for whatever reason, he wa- it's necessary for that to be. It's necessary for you to be in that pain. And that's what we're discussing in Chavches. The pain of the Shechina. The Shechina refuses to have a Nechama until Klai Yisrael goes out of Golis. Hashem, after Chatzais, we're going to get up. After tonight, the Avelis is going to be over. Pez Hashem, for real reasons. But Akapon, even if Chas HaShalom, Mashiach's not here, the Shechina is still going to be in pain. One day a year. We have the ability to sit down for a little bit and sit with the Shechina and cry, so to speak. The Shechina is in terrible, terrible pain, unimaginable pain because of our Averis, and that's what Chavches is about. Number one, Chavav talks about our others. They care about us. They're focused on us. They daven for us, and that's what they were doing at the time of the Beis HaMikdash. And Chavches talks about the Shechina. When a person in pain, we daven, Lemancha. If you include the Shechina when you daven, you say, send me the Yeshua because the Shechina is in pain. That's the way the Benesham wants us to think. To remember the Eich and Nachim. The Shechina is in more pain than we are. We have a little bit of the uncomfortability, a little bit of the pain to experience together with the Shechina. To the Oz and Ochem. Oz Ba'alem. We're going to move now to Lamed Aleph. And uh, the point of Lamed Aleph is to compare Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim to Yitzhiyas Yerushalayim, Rechman al And there's two points. Number one, to realize, as we said, comparing helps a person realize the terrible tragedy that we experienced. And number two, to remember that it's the same Rebbeinu Shalom that took us out of Mitzrayim, the Rahman Sallam took us out of Yerushalayim. A person, person appreciates Hashkach HaPratis and realizes that just like Yitzhiya Mitzrayim was a huge taiva, Yitzhiya Mirushalayim was a huge taiva, even though we don't see it. And when we're misabal on it, that helps us try to, so to speak, shteltsu to it and experience the taiva that the Rebbein Shalom intended by sending us into Galas. We're not here because HaKadosh Baruch Hu left us here and forgot about us. We're here because when a person's in Galas and he experiences the Galas, we're Zaycha Tabeza Hashem Biroi for the Gula Bikarath. So Lamed Aleph focuses on the difference between B'Tseisim and Mitzrayim, how we are at the peak, and then B'Tseisim and Yerushalayim, how Rahman al-Islam we dropped so much, and that's the point to try to compare the two and realize that number one, how terrible, what a tragedy it was. And number two, that the Rebbeinu Shalom was the one that did it, and there's a very good reason for it. And then after Lamed Aleph, we move to Lamed Dalid, which discusses the story of Zechariah, how Zechariah was giving Musa to Kalal Yisrael, and he was killed, and his blood was boiling until Nebuzaradan came and killed thousands and thousands of people, and the blood didn't stop boiling until he said, you want me to destroy the whole Kalal Yisrael? And then the, and then the blood stopped. And the message is, number one, to realize what kind of Chorbim was going on over there. And we have to realize that, first of all, it wasn't the whole Klai Yisrael that was doing Averis. It was a Miot in Klai Yisrael that were doing these Averis. You have to remember the Ruba, the Ruba of Klai Yisrael, were Tzadikim. It was the Miot that did Averis, but Klai Yisrael is always responsible for all members of Klai Yisrael. For example, Rebbe the Miller discusses the story of Kamsa and Bar Kamsa. Everybody says, Sinas Chinam. Kamtsa bar Kamtsa, such a terrible story. They threw him out of the feast. Zogta b'vigdamela, it's a mistake. It's Amish a travesty. He says, if you look in Josephus, yeah, the Halakha Josephus, 
he, he, he's no friend of the Chachamim. And he writes that Kamsa Bar Kamsa was at Stuki. He was a Rosh Marusha. And he ended up in the party, and they weren't interested in having him there because he would have snitched to the government. It was the big fight between the Chachamim and the Tztukim. And that's why he was thrown out. He wasn't some nice guy that they got in a fight over who could open a store on this corner or not. We're talking about Machleiksin in Lashem Shemayim, so to speak. But still, it was a Dakus, Shebedakus, that they should have treated him a little bit better. But we're dealing with the lowest of the low, Kamsa Bar Kamsa. These people are the lowest of the low. That's when we remember we're talking about the Chod Averis and the Chod Besamikdash. We're not talking about the Tzadikim. We're talking about the Rishayim. But when we cry over it and we, we, so to speak, disconnect ourselves, try to disconnect ourselves from these Averis, that's the Yeshua. That's the Tshuva. And that's what's going on over here with, with Zechariah. We have to realize they were, he wasn't killed by the prime of society. It wasn't Sanhedrin and the Tzadikim that killed Zechariah. It was the Rishayim that killed him. But you see, number one, how we are Achroi in a certain sense of the Rishayim. But more importantly, What's the pshat that the whole class, so many people in Kalaisel had to be killed to avenge Zechariah? What's the pshat? Why did we need so many Zechariah with such a chash of a yid that Mamish the whole Kalaisel? The Territ says Zechariah viewed himself as a representative of Kalaisel. He was there to give Musr to Kalaisel. When he was killed, Rachman al he is Shokol, Keneged most of Kalaisel. He killed Sadiqim Gmurim because of Zechariah. When a person is there, for the tzibur, again, the purpose of the kinos is to get techacha, is to get musr, is to grow, is to change your view on life. When a person is there for himself, so then his chos is himself. When a person is there for the tzibur, Zechariah was killed, he was there for the tzibur, was he the biggest tzaddik in Kalei Israel? I don't know. But I do know that because he was there for the tzibur, Rachman al-Islam, they killed thousands and thousands of people and his blood was still not avenged until if Uzzeradan said, I should kill all of them, that for sure not. To all them is no purpose. But that we see what a person can do when you're misabel. You're misabel now, not just for yourself, for the base of Mikdash, you're misabel, for Klai Yisrael and a person that has in mind a little bit Klai Yisrael, you become, so to speak, a representative of Klai Yisrael. You stand for Klai Yisrael, so to speak. That's an ish, Hatsibur, and his chus is Ein Lushar, Ein Latar. So again, Laman Aleph discusses the comparison between Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim and Rachmal Slani Tziyam Yerushalayim, and then Lamedalid discusses the killing of Zechariah and the the Misa that we had to experience Rachmal Slan because of the killing to teach us the Milus and the Madragus of number one an Ish Hatzibur and number two how Rachmal Slan Klai Yisrael lights for their Averus Rachmal Slan of the rest of Klai Yisrael. Kina Lamed Vav talks to Tzion. And that's the, the, the rest of the Kina's focus. See, Tzion, Tzion is something. It's real. It listens. And when you are Mevakesh Tzion, Tzion, so to speak, is Mevakesh us. The Abgiftas uh, Atal used to say that we're all Tzionim. We're not the Tzionim. I think that's Tzionim. If you noticed, in one of the in the uh, one about Rabbi Shmuel Kayan Gadol, we called Klal Yisrael Tzioyinim. Chamon al we don't mean the Tzioyinim of today. We mean real Tzioyinim. The people of Esachazeno Eineinu Be'eshove Chal Tzioyin. He said that one of the Goyim said to his uh, his friend, yeah, what is it? Yeah. He said, it was in Chav Gimel. He said, Ze'amar mi shivyas Tzioyinim Shavisi shiv chalavushas shanim Klal Yisrael at the time of the Beis Hamikdash, were real tzionim. They had an avas tzion. They had an ava for, for Yerushalayim, and that's what we're doing over here to try to develop the ava of Yerushalayim. Person has to realize that the tzionim stole away from us that ava. A person forgets about the fake tzionim and thinks about be- being a real tzioni, so to speak. <laughs> picture and vision. will be to come back to Yerushalayim to tzion. That's what we talk about in Lamed Vav. We talk to tzion. And we tell Tzion, look what you're missing, look about your children, look who's supposed to come to you. And the point is to ingrain in us a feeling of Ava, a feeling of longing for Tzion. Tzion is there. Tzion, he, like Chazal say, Tzion, he, Dairish, ain't law. If Tzion is still there and it's empty, that means it's missing in our Drisha. Are we waiting for Tzion? Are we chalashing to go back to Tzion? When a person envisions in his mind, again, 
during the rest of the year, we don't necessarily feel it. But if we do it today, we try to ingrain it in us, hopefully the rest of the year we'll have a little bit of a glimpse of it. To be a real tzioni, to be someone that really thinks about tzioni. We don't belong here. People are planning their vacations for the summer. Our vacations should be tzioni. Be'ez HaShem shouldn't be a vacation. It should be a place where we go. Be'ez HaShem, that should be a feeling that we ingrain in ourselves, and that's the purpose of La Midvav. We're talking to Tzion, and we're telling Tzion to look for us, and to wait for us, and we wait for her, so to speak. That's La Vav. And then we move on to Mem Aleph. So La Vav talks about Tzion. Mem Aleph is written by the Miami Rutenberg, one of the earlier Rishonim, and he writes about Taira. And again, every single Tainus, the purpose of the Tainus is to walk away with a Isairis. Mem Aleph talks to the Torah. A person has to realize we're talking to the Torah to be Mekainen on the Chorban of the Torah that happened. But you have to recognize, you have to have a relationship with the Torah to be able to talk to the Torah. That's the Isairis of Mem Aleph. A person has a relationship with Torah and he tells the Torah to be Mekainen. Salam Edvav, we talk about our relationship with Siyan. Again, it's up to us if we feel that relationship. And Mem Aleph discusses our relationship with Torah, how the Torah was physically burned, Rachman al-Atzlan, and today the Torah is being spiritually burned when people are mashpil. The Rachman al-Atzlan, the madrega of a person that learns Torah, is so, Rachman so low. That's a Chorbin Ruchni on Torah, and that's a Widav in Shali, Srufa Beish. We talk to the Torah, the Torah is burned. Rachman al when a person learns Torah, when a person develops an appreciation for Torah, and a person realizes you can never can never be mechazek too much in Torah. Every time a person thinks about it, and it's mechazek, Torah is one of the most important aspects of relationship that we have with the Rabbi Shalom. And when we repeat again and again, night seder, night seder, night seder, we drill it in. It's supposed to be shali srufa beish. Rachman al-Tzlan, these things are burned today. They're not considered chashiv. You tell a guy, see that person walking down the street? He just made $100 million. Every single person will turn to look to see who that person is. If you point and you say, you see that guy down the street? He has a kviyas itim l'tayra. You're lucky if a person turns to look at him. In Shemayim, the guy with $100 million, they don't even look. Unless he does mitzvahs. He does mitzvahs, beautiful thing. But $100 million, they don't look. A person that's kviyas itim, a person that has shali, srufa baish, a person that's mikayim tayra, when it's hard, now when it's easy, when it's hard, it's always hard. And that's what a relationship is. A relationship is that even though it's difficult, you stick your neck out. When you stick your neck out for Torah, the Torah will stick its neck out to you. And that's the message of Mem Aleph. Realize the Torah is in existence. It's something dear. And we talk to it. And we say, Davin, that we should be Zeichet to Bracha. Zavin, that we should be Zeichet to Yeshua. We're talking to the Torah. So in Lamed Vav, we talk to Tzion. Again, the purpose is to ingrain in us the Ava of Esechazeno Einenu, which is what causes the Binyan Beis HaMikdash. And Memalef is talking to the Torah to ingrain in us an appreciation of what it means, Rachman al-Tzlan, a Chorban of the Torah, a lack of appreciation of Torah. Vigna Miller says the most important, also says it, the most important aspect in today's world is to promote what's supposed to be promoted and to be mashpil, what is supposed to be mushpil, to make fun of things that you should make fun of, and to promote things that should be promoted. Tzion and Torah have to be promoted in our minds. We are not where we belong. We do not belong here. We belong in Tzion. In Lamed Vav is Meir in us. Tzion and Memalef is Meir in us. The Ahavas HaTorah, to realize we're talking to the Torah, and the Torah will daven for us when we shtel so to speak, and stick at our neck. From Messiah Satire. See you. So, Kina Memhei, there's a few messages that we have in it. It's the one that people remember. First of all, it's comparison. Sometimes a person, Achmol Slan, has to use a comparison to be able to relate to the Chum Beis Hamikdash. Manushlam sends at Sarah. Hear about Tzara in Israel, Rechman a person experiences a Tzara, and he sees what Tzara is. It's a way for a person to extrapolate from that what the Chorben Beis Hamikdash must have looked like. My uncle Zuchan Vach was nifted three weeks ago. It was a terrible patch. 
Chazal say, Kasha Mises Tzadikim Kaseve is basically Kain. It's supposed to give a little bit of a schmack of what the Churm Beis Hamikdash looked like. And over here, that's what we're doing. Elit Tzion Ve'areh, we're talking again to Tzion and we're saying, cry out. Like a woman that's going through a that's going through a bitter uh, leda, tremendous pain. We'll focus on that in a minute. And like a besula that's chagura sak rachmanulitzlan, a young woman lost her husband, a bal nurah, terrible, terrible tragedy. That's what Siyan feels like. And when the benishlam rachmanulitzlan, we should never experience it. When the benishlam sends a person such a tzara, sends klayis such a tzara. And we try, uh, really, again, the rest of the year, a person should not be phenomenal with Tzars. It's not good, it doesn't motivate a person, but on Tisha B'av, a person should think a little bit about the Tzars that Klai Yisrael experienced. Chmal Tzlan Eretz Yisrael. person's killed, person's cut up into pieces, from an Arab Yimach or something like that, a Tzara like that. It's supposed to be a little bit of a Shmek of the Tachlis that we're supposed to realize what Siyayin is experiencing. Abisula, Chagur, Sak, Achmon, Son, when such a tsara happens, it's terrible pain. Everybody understands the pain. When it comes to Tzion, we don't necessarily understand it. So the point is to compare, to cry out like a woman, Bitsireha, and like a Bisula, Chagur, Sak. And we're going to go through slowly every single thing that they used to have, not everything, but many things that Tzion used to have in Achmon al Islam we lost because of the Chumbay Samikdash, how much they had. And how much Baz Hashem we will have again and we experience and we realize about the Khurban and we are misabil on the Khurban Baz Hashem will be Zaycha to Zaycha Vireya bin Echamasa and it's hinted in the Kina itself, Kamaisha Bitsireha. Just like a woman when she gives birth, the more the pain intensifies, the closer we are to the baby being born. Isha Bitsireha. Yeah, it's terrible pain. It feels like terrible pain. But the more the pain intensifies, you should know the Yeshua is right there. When the pain is shvach, you have time. When the pain gets stark, you know the baby is coming, you know the Yeshua is coming. And that's how we have to view Eli in Villarreal. We cry out. Number one, we have to remember it's Isha B'Tzireha. Of course we're crying out. But the more we cry out, the more we're closer to the baby. People that don't cry out, Rahman al-Slan, are far away from Rahman al-Slan, the Yeshua. The Yeshua comes from the cry. So that's another thing we have to keep in mind. You walk away from a kinos. It's a tremendous zman aliyah. A person should be walking away with a message. This is the message. It's one of the messages we should be walking away with to realize that the person that zaycha to think a little bit, to tune in a little bit, get out of the mush of what's going on in where we live in the garbage that people experience throughout the day and pull out a little bit and give a glimpse of Eli Tzien Vareya. Realize that we're Isha B'tzireha, we're almost there, and as the intensify, as the pain, and the Tzaris Rechman intensify, the child is coming, and Be'ez HaShem, and this Chos, that we feel the pain, we don't ignore it, we feel it, and we try to be misabal on it, L'chala Pachas, on Tisha B'a, Be'ez HaShem, realize the pain, try to internalize, what Klai Yisrael is missing, and Be'ez HaShem, L'bizeicha, B'karev, to Kala Misabal, Yerushalayim, Zaycha Biraya bin Echamasa. Alitia in Viana Kimaisha Vitsidea Nikhivsula Hagura Sak Many <laughs> 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 
Sasayin vesimchayim atzeva atayda vekazim rov.